0: Welcome to the First Baptist Church podcast. We're excited to share this midweek conversation with you as T. Hamilton sits down with Pastor Jerry Hendricks. If you would like to subscribe, find us on iTunes or go to fbcsweetwater.org.
1: Hello and welcome to our midweek conversation. We're so glad that you've joined us. My name is Jerry Hendricks and I'm here with T. Hamilton. Hi. Teek, good to see you this morning. And I'm glad to be able to talk about our conversation this week. Yeah, it was a good one. Well, we missed you on Sunday, and so I know it's a little different when uh, you're not there live to experience it and hear it. So, But, but you, I
0: got to watch it on YouTube, which is always in our show notes, so people can check that out. There you go. So you're up to speed. And
1: our schedule's a little bit off this week due to the holiday, but uh, well, this this podcast will come out on time, and so we look forward to, to you folks listening to us and
0: sharing some ideas and thoughts with us about it. I. As we listened, we were finishing up the Better Together series, right. and you dealt, dealt with uh, Ruth and Naomi, and the actually the entire story of Ruth. Uh, that's, that's a fun story to get into because it relates a lot, especially in West Texas, with the idea of agriculture and things like that. We kind of picture that and see that in our minds, and I think it conveys well in this part of the world, especially. Yeah. I hadn't spent a lot of time in my past, ministry past,
1: uh, studying the book of Ruth, and so I'm not sure why that we chose that when we were outlining the series but we were thinking of relationships that were significant in scripture where we felt like people were better together and Ruth and Naomi stood out
0: well, I think it's a safe thing if you haven't done a lot of preaching on it, then we probably haven't done a lot of reading on it either. So it's probably good that we brought well, that out.
1: Well, apparently, and you brought this up,
0: that it was
1: a part of the tradition of the Jewish people to read this story uh, during Pentecost. So right. uh, that was uh, something that was significant in, in reading and learning about uh, the book and the story and helpful, I think, for us in thinking about
0: its significance and why it found its place uh, among our scriptures. Yeah, that you caught me with that when you said that 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 was read at an annual festival and you didn't say what it was and so then that made me go look for it and I was excited when I found it uh, and the different relationships that it had and they read it because it's short but also because it related to the people at the time and continues to do that today. Well, I wasn't intentionally trying to get people to do research on that it just
1: didn't come to mind (laughs) and and that's what happens we uh, pre-show Teague and I were talking about mind things that happen when you have something written out and it just doesn't come out of your mouth Uh, or you know things come out of your mouth that were not written down in the first place so those are the ones that get me (laughs) in trouble most (laughs) of the time but Sunday was a good day for us uh, to uh, to go over that uh, that text and uh, some really good stuff in there and it was a, a fun
0: day one of the things I thought about uh, with Naomi and Ruth, is that Naomi finally gives in and allows Ruth to go with her. And it's this this idea of her accepting Ruth's generosity, how difficult that was for her, because she didn't want to make life hard for Ruth. And, and I think there's a lot of times in my life, and I imagine in other people's lives, that it's hard for us to accept generosity from other people's, but we say people's, other people, but we say that that's an important part of our Christian discipleship, that we're generous and we live out that generous life. But we also have to be willing to accept that generosity from other people's. Do you think that's tougher?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. it's it's definitely something that we don't think about that anytime there is an act of generosity that there's a recipient. And I think most of the time we're probably wired to think that we're helping someone who is in need, but sometimes those are just uh, uh, kindness, acts of kindness that are being generous or whatever. And sometimes it is hard to receive those kinds of gifts. And you bringing that up was something, you know, we didn't really think about that and approach that on Sunday. But it's a really, a really good thought for all of us uh, as we you know, walk through learning to be generous
0: people and sharing our life with others. Well, and Naomi thought she was saving Ruth from heartache and a troubled life. But by doing that, she was keeping her from getting to what you was your first point in the, the conversation was that her character was forged through these difficulties. So if she had have got her to go home, then she wouldn't have experienced the the growth and character that she had by staying with Naomi. It's really hard to understand the
1: significance of that decision that she made and then uh, it makes sense that Naomi would would encourage her to go back home and to kind of start life over. Right. But it didn't really work that way for women in that time e- anyway. And so with Ruth's choice to demonstrate her loyalty to Naomi, it uh, probably tells us a lot about their relationship prior to what we're reading. Right. That there had to have been something significant about their relationship that would want, cause her to want to stay and with that family, uh, okay. even though it was only Naomi at the time.
0: Yeah, there was definitely some love and respect for her to want to stay there, and that's built over time. And, and it was it was something that I, I know that Naomi
1: had to have been appreciative of, uh, even though at, at first she was resistant to that. And uh, so, the, you know, the story evolved. It just began to develop for them.
0: And I'm not skipping to the podcast for sure, but the connection it makes at the end, if she turns away... We don't have King David, and we don't have the lineage of David to get to Jesus. Right,
1: it's, and that's uh, I think why that that book is is where it is because right. of the significance in the the lineage of of David and Christ. But when you think about it, and it, 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 it didn't it didn't paint a, a picture that we're normally that we would normally paint in terms of God's providence because you really didn't see right. it. It was a very subtle moment when it gave that description.
0: Uh, of the lineage you had written or your first point we already talked about was the idea of uh, her character was forged through difficulties and the first thing I wrote down as I'm watching the YouTube video is how and I might be wrong but is it because of how she responded to difficulties and maybe how she learned from some mistakes in those difficulties that maybe we don't even learn about in the story
1: well specifically what I was uh, had in mind was that that part in the first chapter where Naomi makes herself a little vulnerable by talking about uh, the loss of her husband and her sons. And so that that indicated that there was a part of struggle in her life. And so if you look at a loss of that nature, and, one, and, and a part of that was shared with Ruth losing her husband and Naomi's son, then they... Those relationships are forged in a different way because of what they've experienced together, and in particular, what I had in mind was just the loss of uh, of those spouses hmm. and the way that it affected the family.
0: They both went through that together, and they both grew together,
1: right? And and I, uh, you know, the part I guess of, of speculation there what might be that Ruth was because of the way that uh, she was leaning on her through that loss that that's what. Uh, attracted her to uh, to stay there in the first place uh, because of
0: the relationship and friendship that had developed through that when you said sacrifice uh, a potential definition for sacrifice could be wanting something that's best for someone else right. and that fits perfect with that does that that isn't just confined to the family situation though i think that's called the christian life it's wanting what's best for other people yeah, I, and then that,
1: that was the one if for my takeaway, and, and I do take away some things from the things that I say. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that, uh, that I just kind of kept going through my mind uh, over the week, uh, weekend was just that particular phrase of, uh, of what sacrifice was of, of really. Uh, because I think in, in that, there's that part of it that's proactive, in looking for some the best for someone else mm-hmm. uh, whereas sacrifice seems to be that kind of in the moment feeling uh, of an opportunity happens and then we go ahead and sacrifice okay. but to to seek for some the best for someone else it can be proactive and I've been influenced by the reading of Love Does mm-hmm. with Bob Goff I mean I just finished the book uh, this weekend and uh, there's there's a lot of that, of that content in my heart and head as I spoke on Sunday.
0: That was a lot of our conversation this weekend uh, with Stacy and Rand and the Hamiltons was about love does and, and the things that he does just in saying yes and, and how he makes other people's lives better because he's looking to do that, and I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, just wherever you are looking for the best for someone else
0: and not trying to think first of your angle or your benefit right. is pretty significant. You said, and we've said it over and over and over again, so I don't want to beat it too much, but the reality is that God uses simple and ordinary people. And I think so often we get caught in the trap of, I'm just one person, you know, what can I actually do? But the reality is God uses people where they are for the reason that they're there.
1: Right, and the to me, the, one of the things that I enjoyed most about studying uh, the book of Ruth on Sunday was, was just how it, it almost... It creates the story, a captivating story. Right. And then you get, once you get caught up in it, then you see the significance of one person's story. Mm -hmm. And so then you try to backtrack and you start building your case. Well, why was that story so significant? And the reason it mattered was because of how loyal she was. That's kind of where it all started and the theme that runs through that. And so it got me thinking about how we craft our own story hmm. that we try to run ahead of that and to, and to write the ending for our story rather than b- developing the characteristics that we need to in life to be uh, good disciples and, and good followers of Christ and then just see how the story evolves. Right. And I can't help but believe that when we do that, that that story takes on greatness. It takes on a supernatural, uh, part to our life. And so it's real exciting to think through when you start talking story. Uh, it's a, a really good a good way to get a grasp on how faith works and how our life works. And that was a good one Sunday.
0: One of the things that we didn't talk about earlier, <clears throat> but I'm reading a book about teaching, especially in the area of youth. And uh, one of the things when they're talking about uh, students and the faith that they develop says, generally, parents and churches get the kind of faith they model Not the kind of faith they teach about in Sunday school. Ouch. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of what I was thinking. And the reality is, Ruth might not have known that her lifestyle would be a model for Christians for years and years and years and thousands of years later. But it's the same with our lives. The way we live our life is going to be the way someone else sees it and maybe the way their faith development happens also.
1: Well, it's, and I think one of the ways that we've tried to do family is try to understand that sometimes in our story, the significance of our story is the sacrifice we make now. Hmm. So that the sacrifice I make sets up my family to be better. Right. And unknowingly, it seems like that was Ruth's story that she made those sacrifices, God developed that character in her. And then she went to her grave not knowing the significance of the birth of her son. Right. I mean, she, probably she was just excited that that uh, she had an, the opportunity for another family right. and to have a child, a son, was very significant for her. And probably in her mind, her story ended there. Right. But for us, it carries on. Right. And that's where the last point about embracing the greatness that, that God's doing in us we just have to accept what God's doing in us sometimes. And it may not be going the way we feel like it ought to go. Our story might not be developing in the way that we would want it to. But ultimately, when we, when we live that story well and we do the things that, that God has called us to do, then God gets to write that next chapter. It's, that, it's almost like he writes that segue chapter. Right. And that story is passed to the next generation or the next person. Well, and this
0: ends our Better Together series with Ruth. Well, you Ruth. can tell I'm getting excited now. I was about to so, say. But uh, <laughs> that moves us forward <laughs> right. to the part that I get excited about. You know, you got King David, then to Jesus. We get to the book of Mark. That's we, when we start this summer. On Sunday, we're going to start the Gospel
1: of Mark and be going through uh, the majority of the gospel up until the time Jesus approaches Jerusalem throughout the summer on Sunday mornings and Sunday night. And this is the kind of the way that we do spiritual formation here at First Baptist Church. We try to tackle a book of the Bible during the summertime because we have an extended period of time to be able to do that. We hope that we can do it in a creative way, in a way that engages our folks and those who are listening and watching. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's been something you and I have been working on for a while. And you're my inspiration. I know that you're really excited about the Gospel of Mark.
0: I do. It's one of my favorites.
1: And we're going to have a couple of other people uh, speaking into that uh, subject for this summer. So hope that you can join us uh, some Sunday this summer. We know that people are out and about uh, doing a lot of different things. But we meet here on Sundays at 1030. Uh, If you do miss us, we would invite you to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can watch the service or the, the message on YouTube or you can listen in this podcast. So uh, we look forward to, to seeing many of you this summer and also look forward to hearing that you're listening. Yep. So have a great summer and in the meantime I'll see you on Sunday. See you then.